Hey, beautiful people, it's Angel Janelle, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Outlet Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. I am really happy that you all decided to plug in with me for this episode of The Outlet Podcast. As you all know, this is the very first episode of The Outlet Podcast, so I'm super stoked about it. In this episode, we will be discussing how life sometimes leaves us feeling unloved and how we can counter those feelings with the truth of God's love for us as written in the Bible, okay? So... I like starting with stories. I love a good story. I love hearing about people's lives. I love um, being able to relate to people. And I don't know about you guys, but life be lifing. <laughs> life be lifing. And just in case there's someone out there who doesn't know what that means, it just means that sometimes life presents us with these obstacles that seem like we just cannot get over them. Sometimes life presents us with chaos and trauma and it's just hard. It's just really hard. So what I want to focus on is the mindset that we have during those seasons because the mindset that you have while enduring a storm or overcoming an obstacle is vital. It will change everything. Okay, it'll change everything. And um, there have been times in my life where I've just felt so alone and unloved. Like, I don't know if there's anyone that can relate to that. I feel like there are people, but I experienced a lot of grief, a lot of loss. There are a lot of times where I just felt like no one else in the world could be enduring what I'm going through right? So I have no one to talk to you about it. And I also felt like, God, there's no way that you're this great God that people say you are and you're allowing me to go through these things. And while I was enduring that stuff, I wasn't really reading scripture a lot, if I'm being completely transparent. But people would tell me, you know, God loves you. It's just a season. I didn't want to hear any of that. (laughs) I did not want to hear any of that. But they were right, y'all. They were right. God really does love me. Um, And there was a season where I was talking to a friend and we were just really going through it together (laughs) with separate situations. Um, And, you know, like for me, I went through a season in college, in undergrad, where everyone I was extremely close to, just everything blew up. Like I wasn't close with my bestest friend Like I was really close with their family and everything. And it was just like, oh my God, I don't have anybody. Like, (laughs) you know how annoying that whiny voice is I just did? That's how annoying that season was for me. Because it's just like, everyone that I thought loved me is gone. God, are you even here? And so what I didn't, I can't say I didn't know. What I didn't believe then is that God loves me. And I don't know if you guys really believe that, but it's true. God loves us. God loves us. And I literally had to tell myself maybe two years ago, um, honestly, God loves me. God loves me. God 
loves me. Like I kept looking at myself in the mirror and it was so cringy to hear that because I didn't feel worthy of love. My mindset was just so skewed that I didn't believe that I was worthy of being loved by people. So there's no way that God who created heaven and earth would want to love me. However, not only did God create the heavens and the earth, but he created me. And I'm pretty sure that when people create things, they actually like what they create. Um, like <laughs> I, if I were to create um, a multi-billion dollar company, right? I would love it. I would love that creation because to me it has value. Um, and so that's how I had to begin to see myself. Like I have value. God loves me. He values me because he's placed something in me that to him is valuable. And I just want to share that truth with you all. So of course I'm not going to get on here and just talk, 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 talk about my life without leading you guys to Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the first scripture that I want to reference is one that most people know because like people love to quote it and it's John three sixteen. for God loved the world in this way he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life and that sounds good it sounds really good but when you are in the trenches <laughs> when you are in the trenches, if you don't really believe that truth, you won't get the full impact of what that that knowledge can do for you, what what believing that can free you from. God loved us so much, people that were not even on the earth yet, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And for me, that says that, God wants to see me again. He wants me to dwell with him for eternity. That's how much he loves me, right? And another way that God's love for us is shown is by him meeting our needs. And there are times back in undergrad and even after undergrad where I was always worried like, God, what's going to come next? Like watching my mom growing up sometimes not know how she was going to pay the bills and all of that stuff. It was ingrained in me to worry. Like, because I always wondered, are we going to be okay? Like, God, do you see us down here? Because even then, in my mind, it's like, God, you're so good, but we're struggling to get our bills paid. What's going on? There's a disconnect. Because there was a lot of things that I was just unaware of. And there were a lot of truths written in the word of God that I just didn't believe. Right? But if we look in Matthew 6, Jesus is like, why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. You know? Like, yeah, I tell you that not even Solomon. Y'all know Solomon was a fly guy. Right? Not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. And if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You have little faith. Like, yo, that's wild. That's in your Bible. I'm not making this up. That's in the Bible, your Bible. And God cares for us. God cares about all the things. If he dresses the lilies, 
If he clothes the grass of the fields, won't he do much more for you? Right? So we don't have to be worried about what circumstance we're facing because God's love is enough that he will provide for us. And honestly, y'all, I had to tell myself that a lot because I always compared my heavenly father with my earthly father and shout out to my dad. Um, he and I didn't always have the best relationship, you know, and there are times where I'm like, if God, you're my father, the one I have already didn't set the best standard for you. So I don't know how much I want to trust you. I don't know if I can trust that you will always be there for me, you know, um, and I had to realize mm, God is not your earthly father. God is your heavenly father. God is not like man. God won't fail you. Um, and so just reading in his word in Matthew, where we're being reminded that God will do even more for us. That's pretty lit to me. Not going to lie. That's that's pretty lit. And then it moves on to verse 31 and it says, don't worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? And those are things that, y'all, we worry about. Sometimes we worry about it. Mm, I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know how I'm going to buy groceries. I don't know how I'm going to afford to get new clothes. Why are we worried? We have a father who loves us so much that he will take care of it. He will take care of us. We don't have to worry about those things. Why? Because he loves us. He loves us. And I was sharing with a friend um, maybe a year or two ago about why I love adoption so much. Um, I think adoption is a beautiful process. Shout out to everyone who has either adopted a child or has been adopted. Like, that's just special to me. Um, from my understanding of adoption, you get to know some of the background of the child or the child's family um, prior to you deciding to officially adopt. And... Knowing that God, knowing that God adopted us into his family, God allowed us to receive adoption, um, to be his children, is special to me. Because what that says is, God, knowing my background, knowing all about me, knowing, well, he's all knowing. So knowing what I would do, what I would be, knowing that I wouldn't always choose him, hello, knowing that I was going to please my flesh, hello, <laughs> knowing that, you know, I wasn't always going to be praying, knowing that all that I wouldn't always obey his commands that he's had written in the book of, um, in the book of the Bible. And so knowing all those things, he still decided to adopt me. That's, mm, that's pretty lit. And I know somebody's out there like, where are you getting this from? I'll tell you where I'm getting this from, boo. Hold on. I'm getting this from Galatians chapter four verses four through seven and in this passage God um well the Bible is telling us that God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law so basically Jesus came to redeem us right so we could receive adoption as sons and in this concept it doesn't mean that we're all men when it says sons but it just means that we're now God's children as after we've received adoption. And because we've been adopted as God's children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So he adopted us. We can call him Father. 
And I know a lot of people, I see it on like social media, really laugh at people for, for being like daddy God. But <laughs> I know a lot of people think it's super cringe, but you can't judge someone's relationship with God because I feel like when you have your own personal relationship with someone, you start giving them nicknames because y'all are close like that. And I guess for some people, daddy God is their, their thing. It's not my thing, but it just made me think of that when I was reading you know, the scripture, Abba, Father, Daddy, I, you know, <laughs> okay, I'm focused. I'm back. I'm back. But my favorite part of this passage is verse seven, because it says, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Yo, check this out. So not only are we loved by God, that's what we started out with. For God so loved the world. We started there. We also know that God's love for us is so big, so wide, so great that he will take care of us and we don't have to worry about the little things. Now here we are knowing that we have been able to receive the spirit of adoption because of Jesus. We're no longer slaves, but we're sons. And if we're sons, God has made us an heir. Yo, do you know what that means? That means we have access to all the kingdom things. And if you have that mindset, when you're going through those storms, when you feel alone, when you feel unloved, because feelings lie to us sometimes, we may feel this way, but that's not our truth. Okay. It may look like, dang, no one loves me. I'm all alone. I'm not succeeding. I'm not doing well. Those are lies. Like (laughs) you're not really alone. God is always with you. You know, seasons have to change. Seasons have to change. Storms run out of rain. God is with you. God loves you. Those things are temporary. And you have to have a mindset that says, I am an heir. So even though I'm in a season right now that is rough and I'm facing these obstacles, God has made me an heir. Therefore, I have access and I have a right to the things of God, the kingdom of God. There's an inheritance for me. Listen, we got to think bigger, y'all. We have to think bigger. And in Romans chapter eight, um, we learned that we didn't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but we receive the spirit of adoption. Okay. And it just reedifies everything that we just talked about from Galatians. We're not slaves. We are sons. We are God's children. And I don't know about y'all, but I look at how people love on their kids. And most people that I've been blessed to be connected to, they don't play about their children. Like if you say something, I was always taught, don't mess with people's family. Don't mess with people's money. Don't mess with people's babies. You don't mess with people's children. And so knowing that if I'm God's child, do not mess with me because my good father, my Abba, he's looking out for me. He's taking care of me. And if you got a problem with me, he's going to handle that. He's going to take care of you. Like (laughs) that's how much he loves us. That's how much we love us. He loves us. And so Romans, again, chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, kind of reiterates the fact that the spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. 
and if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. That's special. That's special. And I'm telling you guys all of these scriptures because I want you guys to take them and hold them dear to you. Hold them close to you. Because I know what it's like to be in dark spaces. And because your mindset has just been programmed to believe that all you're worthy of is to struggle or all you're worthy of is to go through this thing because you feel like you've not met the mark with God or you feel like, oh, well, if I had been reading my scripture more than I wouldn't be in the situation, that's not it. That's not it. Sometimes y'all, what I say in the beginning, life be life Sometimes things happen that we don't have any control over, but what can we control? How we feed our minds, how we nurture our minds and grow through situations. We didn't receive a spirit of slavery. We don't have to fall into fear and be afraid of anything. We are children of God. We are heirs of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. Okay. We suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. That means there's going to be some suffering in this walk. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you just because you're suffering. That's not what that means at all. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way. Just because we're enduring some suffering right now does not mean that God does not love us. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. But if we suffer with him, we will also be glorified with him. Hello, are y'all there? If we suffer with him, we will be glorified with him. And that's something that you can hold on to. And there's no mistake. There's nothing you can do that's going to separate you from the love of God. Because y'all, let me tell you, I used to think, okay, I'm living right in my eyes, right? I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm reading scriptures. And then let me go have a drink or something. Oh God, oh God, I messed up. God doesn't love me anymore. Like I'm not as close to him. I had to get myself together. I was very dramatic in that way. And it's because I didn't have anyone to teach me. Like there's nothing that's going to separate me from his love. Like there's a difference in not being consistent in your walk with him and you being separated from God's love. And I always made the two the same. It's not the same. Because the Bible tells us that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And if you want to reference that, that's Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. Nothing can separate us from God's love. He loves us so dearly, so deeply, so tenderly. And I just wanted you guys to know that. I just wanted you guys to know that. So thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much um, for plugging in. And I really hope this episode has left you with some nuggets of wisdom um, so that you know that you're not alone, even if it seems like the storm won't pass. Remember, every storm runs out of rain. Remember that you don't have to fall into fear. We don't have to worry about what's to come, right? We don't have to worry about if we are alone or if God loves us because nothing can separate us from his love. He really loves us so deeply that he's gave his only son for us. 
And not only are we his heirs, but we're co-heirs with Christ. And if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Okay. So I want to just close us out with a little piece of prayer. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's, um, it's from Ephesians chapter three, verses 17 through 18. And here Paul says, I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and depth and height of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Thank you so much for plugging into the outlet with me. Again, I'm Angel Johnnell, and I love you so much. Peace and blessings.